Hello, listeners, and welcome to another Big Vision Gaming Weekly Podcast. Now, I know you guys are probably out there listening in on your favorite podcast writers like iTunes or Google Play, or maybe you stop by BigVisionGaming.com to listen in every week. So, you know, you guys are already there at these locations. You should probably hit that like, subscribe, and sign up for notifications. Uh, and then, you know, why not uh, why not leave us a rating while you're at it? You know, tell us how we're doing. These, these are great ways to uh, let us know that we're doing a good job. We much appreciate it. Uh, now for Who Are We? If this is your first episode, we are a group of two to five friends who get together and record a podcast where we discuss games, movies, and anything that comes up in between. I'm your host, Tom, and with me today is Bat Matt himself. Hello, listeners. <laughs> very good, very good. Don't expect me to so, do the voice all the time, it hurts the throat. Yeah, uh, I don't know how he does it. Very carefully. Yes, he has uh, modulators. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, one of the things I liked about the uh, new uh, Justice League. The modulation, it's actually uh, kind of cool, but a lot of people hate it. So, anyway, but that's not the topic yeah. at hand. Right, right, right. <laughs> We're not here to talk about no stinking Justice League or no DC Comics. We're here to talk about a Disney property. Yes, we are. And it's not Marvel either. <laughs> dun, dun, dun! Star Wars! Nothing but Star Wars! From floor to ceiling, Star Wars! That's all I know of that, so yeah, you can, yeah, that's, you, you I, can take care of the rest. I, I don't know if there's a full thing, actually, for that. We're making out as we go. Oh. Uh, Maybe we should edit that in. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Sure, Bill Murray um, wouldn't mind. <laughs> oh, it's a Bill Murray thing. Yeah, it's from uh, SNL, I believe. Okay. Maybe. Don't yeah. quote me on that. Mm, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Uh, but the... And, you know, more more specifically, we're here to talk about Star Wars Rebels. Now, you know, we've, we've mentioned Star Wars, I've mentioned it several times in the, on the podcast and in the past, but this is going to be our first uh, um, full episode about Star Wars. But, uh, you know, before we get in there, you know, um, go through the, the normal, hey, uh, hey, how you doing? Doing pretty good. How, how you doing, right Tom? On, it's been a oh, while. I'm doing all right. Haven't talked to you for a while. I know, man. Up to anything fun and interesting? Uh, not really. It's <laughs> it's back to working evenings for me, so I don't get to do stuff with the clan as much as I would like. Yep, yep. Which sucks. But uh, it has uh, opened up some uh, interesting gaming opportunities for me in the uh, form of mobile gaming. Oh, interesting. And uh, yeah, coincidentally... I haven't really dived, dived into the mobile game aspect of things, but uh, yeah. Uh, coincidentally, um, I have been playing a lot of, uh, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, <laughs> which, uh, I have just started to, uh, power level my Phoenix Squad, and they, uh, it's a pretty good team. Right on. Yeah. Phoenix Squad. Yeah. That's, that's down the season, that's, that's a couple seasons later, isn't it? It's, uh, I think that's, uh, they start calling them Phoenix in Season 2. I binge watch okay. everything in a week, so uh, everything's all kind of jumbled up in there. So, <laughs> yep, no, nope. uh, for sure. I I just got all caught up on season one. I've I think I'm a f I don't know if I've watched season four yet. And season four is the last season 
I've, I know I've in the past said, I think there are seven seasons. Uh, I'm pretty sure there are only four now. There is only four seasons. <laughs> no, no. Very Such sad. a shame. It's a good show. It really is. I, I uh, wasn't expecting to enjoy it because Disney kids show, and I was like, they're not going to do like crazy Star Wars stuff like shoot people and have people explode and die. <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, and they kept with um, the storytelling that they did for Clone Wars. The animation is more improved and, and whatnot, uh, but uh, it's, it's very similar. Um, I never know. saw uh, Clone Wars, but I do know that some of the uh, characters come uh, come back yes, from there. Yes, yes. That's, that's where actually, you know, like, the, so the Clone Wars was between the, clone, uh, what was between the movie Clone Wars and the Revenge of the Sith, so... This uh, era takes place between uh, Revenge of the Sith and Rogue One. Uh, yeah, it's uh, a few months before Rogue One, I believe, is where okay. it ends. All right, fair enough. An interesting note about Rogue One is that there are some. Uh, you'll you, you can find the ghost ship and. Um, uh, Chopper I think, I think, is uh, yeah. in uh, on the uh, Masai Temple. I think that's how you Roll- say it. Rolling around in there? Yeah, I've never actually seen them, but I've seen screen caps. Mm. So I may have to watch that <laughs> That's later. That's fake, fake news. <laughs> yeah, it's Photoshop, just like a uh, Round Earth. Right. Oh no! Oh, Round Earth. You're you're a flat earther. I am not that stupid. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> I mean every offense to anyone listening that believes in the flat Earth. Y'all dumb. Yeah, yeah. It truly believes in it. You know, like that's. Yeah, yeah. You guys are ridiculous. Yeah. And that just shows how the world is going backwards, not forwards. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. But uh, we're, uh, we are seriously digressing again, Yeah, which is the BBG yeah. way. It is. It really is. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, for me, I've um, I've been up to more Dragon Ball Z fighter stuff. I finally wrapped up my campaign on that guy, so I'm I'm happy to uh, be able to put that one down and move on to other games. Is that good? I haven't tried that yet. Uh, it is good. Um, the first arc like took me like seven. The story arc uh, took me about like seven hours to complete. I could have done it faster, uh, but in order to level up your character to give them more health, you need to fight as many people as possible to get the XP stuff. But um, essentially, it's it's a it's your pretty standard fair fighter, and I it's not standard fair. It's it's a fun game, but uh, yeah, I uh, I remember Tar talking about it pretty heavily on the podcast a few times. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely a, a Dragon Ball fans game for sure. Uh, I am a casual Dragon Ball fan. Um, I I think I think you'd enjoy it still. I probably it's, would. It's, I I it's not it's not a hardcore Dragon Ball fans kind of thing it doesn't need to be and i'm not good but, at fighting uh, games either so there's uh, also that yeah the fighting the fighting part is it, and i had to stick with it for a little while and tough it out because uh ooh, there were a couple parts where i was you know i'm 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 tired of the fighting yeah, <laughs> it gets yeah. it gets boring after a while you know so yeah it's, uh, i might give it uh see if i can find it at a red box or something or give it a rent uh, yeah. Just it's try a, it out. It's a beautiful game for sure. Their art style and some of the animations they do in there is pretty. It's pretty cool. It's pretty spot on to the 
how how the animation and comic books went. So oh, that's for cool. manga. Yeah. And I started watching uh the new the new series. I'm like fifty some episodes in. Oh dang. Yeah. Super, huh? Yeah, I've been uh I've been uh watching the uh, dubbed episodes at work. Oh, okay. So uh subtitles get a little small on my phone, so uh don't wanna <laughs> watch the subbed ones. Yep. And it for me, it kinda distracts from the action that's going on when you're trying to watch what they're saying and then they're all going around doing all this crazy fighting shit. <laughs> yeah, they're not usually talking while they're fighting, which is usually the nice thing, but Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's still it's still it's easier just to do the dub for sure. Yeah, yeah. But uh so yeah. That's that's what I was up to this this past week, so Nice. I can put that guy down, and my new plan is to go and finally play Hellblade since it came to Xbox. So, never played it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was it it just came to Xbox. It was on PlayStation uh, for about a year. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say it's been out for a year, but it might have. Gotta get the facts right, Tom. You don't want to be fake news. Oh well, you know, I'm I'm, I'm speculating here. I don't know. I didn't look it up. <laughs> I'm I'm over the whole Xbox versus PlayStation. PlayStation has better exclusives. I'm like it's all bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I do not <laughs> I like. Care. I like playing on the console. Well, the exclusives they're talking about, you know, there are great games like God of War, uh, but Nintendo also has exclusives. But no one's like, oh, you have to play it on Nintendo. Nintendo's the best system ever because it's exclusives. Yeah, yeah. It's... But if you like Zelda, that's where you got to go. Right, right. Which is why I need to get a Switch. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you can probably find them now. I don't, I don't think they're that hard to find. Oh yeah, they're. I would they're, still. Uh, I would still wait for because the price a price drop is gonna come soon, right? Eventually, I would hope. It's been out for over a year. But it's <laughs> Nintendo, and they just want our money. Right, right. You might be able to find a good bundle for from a store. So. Yeah, maybe Black Friday, but if I want to wait that long. Yep. But uh, but I digress. Um, so let's let's get let's let's start our dive into into uh, Star Wars Rebels. All right. Um, so you know I thought we'd do a, a quick you know cast and crew rundown you know uh, to get listeners who who don't uh, haven't watched the show kind of up to speed maybe. And we're gonna try to just stick to stuff from season one. You know if if we want to we can come back and do. Three more episodes where we talk about season two, three, and four. We could do that. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very good. So, uh... Now, as <laughs> as I was actually pulling up and looking at the cast and crew here, uh, man, I actually thought we could probably do a whole episode just on these guys, like the, finding out some of the people who. Who are the voice actors for some of these characters? Is uh, it's pretty impressive their resume that comes along with it. So yeah, and then you have uh, Freddie Prince Jr. thrown in there randomly. <laughs> you don't think his career is impressive? <laughs> I I haven't followed his uh, career that closely. <laughs> you weren't into all those teen movies back in the day, man. No, I don't think no, I've no. seen any of them. No scary movie. Or was that scary movie? Damn, what the hell was that? I know what you did last summer. That's what it was. No, I didn't see that. Gotcha. Well, you know, that's okay. Wait, was he, <laughs> was he, uh, was Freddie Prince, uh, Wing Commander? 
Yes, he was. I did see that one. Yes. That and might. him and and the guy from that both. Oh man, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Um, went on to do Scooby Doo. Okay. Uh, yeah, the live action Scooby Doo movies. The two that were there. Uh, I saw one of those. Okay. So those might be. I'm looking at his IMDb. Yeah, those are the only two things I've ever seen him in. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. I think he's done voice acting for other stuff, uh, so you might not recognize him from other things. But uh, yeah, he was uh, he was uh, in Mass Effect Three. It looks like. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, no. Kanan, he, he is he. <laughs> he was in Dragon the... Age Inquisition. My friend Cass is gonna freak out when I tell her about that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was so he must have been one of the full time voice actors then. He wasn't. He wouldn't have been like the vo- one of the voices he chose. Uh, he is he the would... Iron Bull. Hmm. <laughs> I have to tell her about that tonight. <laughs> yeah. So so Freddie Prince plays plays uh, Kanan, who is the the Jedi of this series. Um, in a time when all the Jedi's are supposed to be dead, you know. He kept that secret for quite a while, um, and the, he ended up displaying his power and the, the fact that he was a Jedi in Episode One of the series uh, to help protect uh, as as they were trying to get out of out of a tight situation. They seem to find themselves in those all the time. Yes, but um, so you know, I, I actually wanted to start out with the uh, the ship. Oh, the ghost. <laughs> the ghost. Yeah. Because I think it's, I think it deserves its its you know uh, rights. It's as much a character of the show as anything else out there. It's a good ship. It is a good ship. It is a good ship. I uh, I like acts it. It's home base. Uh, it acts as a uh, the rescue. Uh, it acts as <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of things. It's it's basically this this series Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of an old World War II uh, bomber with the uh, placement of the gun turrets and uh, the cockpit. Mm. Yep, yep. Those damn bombers. Yeah. Still don't make a whole lot of sense, but that's okay. Good ship. It has a, uh, has a little shuttle that uh, they take around and they fly around in. Oh, uh, yeah, that one's called the Phantom. That's yes. for sure. Um not to detract anything from from the phantom but yeah the the ghost is definitely the main main staple of the show. Yeah, but uh the phantom does get a lot of screen time too. <laughs> uh it's like uh so in Star Trek I would I would attribute the phantom to being one of, like one of those shuttles. Uh people are always getting stranded in them and or <laughs> It's it or it could be like the Defiant in uh, Deep Space 9. There you go. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so and, and the ship, the ships in the series deserve deserve their own spotlight. So that's they do, they are they they do a really good job of making themselves their own kind of character of the series. And any good space opera, you know, story has has something like that. You know, like the ship, the home is its own character. Kind of has a serenity feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, just another good example of a good space story. Yes, it is. Uh, so, so in this, uh, you know, every Jedi uh, 
in these kinds of shows ends up having some sort of paddle on they need to train so uh in in a time of no jedis now we have two so yeah. Ezra Bridger is the Padawan of this series, um, who's voiced by Taylor Gray, and I'm not exactly his Taylor Gray's uh, resume doesn't really have any big um, shining bright moments that, that I can see. Well, it's a lot of live action stuff, but he doesn't have much. Gotcha. Yeah, it looks like it's pretty pretty slim as is, but uh, that's fine. That's good, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He does. He does a good job. His voice seems, you know, he's got easy get a young person's voice, so that works. And as a, every a good... young Padawan character, he is young, brash, and impulsive. Yes, yes. Which are good traits. Good traits. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, other than so, on the next one we have Hera, who's a the Twi'lek uh, pilot. Um. And it's her ship, the ghost. Yeah, yeah. She's she's the owner of of the ghost. She's the captain. Why did that say the text changed on me? I, I have no <laughs> idea. Yeah. So, um, she is she is the the voice. Uh, the voice of this one is uh, Vanessa Marshall, and actually her resume is astounding. Yes. She's got a very large, extensive that voice is acting. Quite career. extensive. Wowie. Everything from uh, the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. <laughs> yeah, she did, she's done a lot of uh, uh, DC stuff. Um, she's done Young Young Justice. She's been in the Justice League Crisis series. She uh, uh, she is Batman done, Bad Blood. She's uh, in Ju- Black Canary and Injustice Two. She's done uh, Wonder Woman a couple times in animated movies. She was in Metal Gear Solid Five. There is Mass Effect yes, Three. She... Yes, yes, and and she, like I said, she is uh, she is all over. She's been in a lot, so that's that's pretty awesome. They have a pretty that's that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, she is all over the place. <laughs> we like that though. Yeah, we like that. Um. It looks like she's had a couple of movies, live-action movies. She was in Supernova, and I can't remember exactly who she played in that. Um, but uh, that's okay. That's fine. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, on, on to the next one. We got the Sabine, who is the, <laughs> the punk version of a Mandalorian. So think think a female version of a Boba Fett with a... Uh, uh, punk teen attitude <laughs> with multicolored hair that changes pretty much every season. Yeah, yeah. I I think that might also have something to do with the fact that, like the uh, the animation increases every season. So they're yeah. like, you know what, Th- this fits her personality to to a T to do that kind of stuff. So I did not think I was gonna like this character because I'm a big fan of the Mandalorians and their culture. Ah. Uh, I, yep, I even yep. have the death she stands, head. She stands against everything that is the Mandalorian culture. Yeah, because she she tags everything. She's she got her spray paint all the time. And I mean, this is a big part of part of uh, my fandom for Star Wars. I mean, I have the death head tattooed on my chest, so I was like, <laughs> better do this right. But she ended up being probably my favorite character. 
Yeah, she's a she's a great one. For sure. One of one of my favorites. Uh and <laughs> she she's poised to be, you know, as she's Ezra's unrequainted love interest in the series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she is uh her voice actress is Tia uh Sakar, who uh, you know, her acting career is a little all over the place. She's been in a lot of different things. Um, you might recognize her as the Indian chick from uh, the internship with, uh, oh man, with Owen Wilson and uh, Vince Vaughn. Um, I did see that. Oh. She was in 17 again. You know, that Zac Efron movie. Um, <laughs> she's, she's kind of been a little all over the place, but she's been acting for for a little while, so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a good mix of, uh... voice and live-action stuff on here. Yeah. Uh... So, yeah. That, it's, that's good. She she has got a good voice for Sabine. You know, like... I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not rating voices. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, but, uh... Yeah. Yeah. So... And then we finally come... Oh, no, no, there's still two more. Still two more before we get to... Oh, yeah, the characters. I was I was skipping them. Oh, the, the ones that you want to get to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought so there was... Zeb. A, I, I thought there was... Uh, I forgot about Zeb. I was thinking about the next one. Gotcha. Zeb is our... Um, is a... Oh, man, how do you say that? He is a Lasat. A Lasat, Yes. Which are much like the Wookiees, he is the strong man of the group, you know. Um, uh, you know, he's strong and smelly. He is the, <laughs> yeah, big, strong, smelly, angry bruiser. Mm-hmm. So, that's that's his part in the series. And he does have, in some of the later seasons when, when we get there, you know, he has some, some pretty good character-building episodes. Yes, he does. That really unfold to show you more of... Of who he is and what what uh, his honor guard is uh, used to be. He actually um, has a pretty good dynamic with uh, one of the primary villains in the first few yep. seasons. He has a really good dynamic with him that uh, slowly yeah. starts uh, unfolding. Yeah, they, they chip away at that a little bit. Um, and his voice actor is this guy, uh, Steve Palm. Bulm? Bulm? That looks like Blum. Blum, Steve Blum. Yeah, I'm terrible with names, so ah, <laughs> shit. And reading apparently. <laughs> well, you know. Shush. I do what I want. <laughs> uh, yeah, and writing apparently. So you know. It happens when you when you when you get there. It's it's all fine. I draw things for a living. Thank God. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so you're uh, one of those. Yeah, I'm one of those. Uh, you, you might recognize him as uh, Tom from Toonami, um, but uh, he is another really big voice actor. He's also from TV shows like a bunch of anime voice actor um, things that he gets tagged on. Um, very popular anime uh, Cowboy Bebop. Uh, he is in Legend of Korra. He's done a lot of Marvel stuff with like Wolverine. Uh, 
and Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> we, me and uh, me and Tar were just talking about the giant robots the other the other day on here. Magnus XLR is the show that we were talking about uh, or trying to remember the name for. Okay. Uh, that was. But he is also a voice actor on. Um, he's done stuff for GI Joe, and uh, yeah. Yeah, bit bit all over the place, like I said. So, but oh, he's, he was in uh, Arkham Knight. He was uh, Waylon Jones, Killer Croc, and uh, some of the militia guys. Oh, very nice. That's where I recognize his voice from. <laughs> but yeah, and he, pretty he much does, everything else a... on the planet too. <laughs> what is he not in? He's like one of those Troy Bark, Troy ba- Barkers, Troy Baker, and uh... Baker. And uh, Tara Strong, they're just in everything. Yes. Yes. Oh, he was in uh, Justice League War. He was Darkseid. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he was in uh, Arkham Origins, a bunch of Transformers, Scooby-Doo stuff. (laughs) Another uh, Justice League movie, Flashpoint Paradox. He He was friggin' everywhere, man. Yep, like like I said, man, I think we could do a whole episode just on the voice actors. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chopper, you know, he is, he is the uh, the Astrodroid. He is an older version of, uh, basically the R two D two of this series, the the mascot. He is a very expressive droid, <laughs> and I love it. Yes, he actually puts they actually use him for a lot of comic relief. Uh, he has which is fine. he has two little manipulators in his in his head. That he waves around like arms whenever he gets frustrated. It's it's <laughs> hilarious. Yes, he is. He has quite the personality for sure. And if you listen closely, sometimes when he's making his beeps or whatever that sound is, you can kind of hear what he's trying to say. <laughs> you've been you've been listening to droids too long. I really have. These these are the droids <laughs> I'm looking for, and I I am pretty sure. In one episode, he said fuck. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he did. Well, you know, that's not very Disney of them. Well, I'm pretty sure R2-D2 has sworn a couple times because C-3PO did tell him at one point to watch his language. Right, and so did uh, Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi. I don't want to talk about that movie. Yeah, well, you know. Watch your language, Sacred Island. <laughs> that's okay. Um so then yeah, that's that's the main crew of the ghost. That is the uh you know, our our Sorry, core group of characters. Right, right. These these are the good guys, the rebels. Yeah. This is yeah. La Familia. Yeah, yeah. This is a, uh, you know, uh, rebels are usually always portrayed in in good fashion, you know, except for the occasional rogue one where they're like, oh yeah, some of these guys are scum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Saw Gerrera yeah. is kind of a douche. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, that's that's okay. They they you know like they, this do you have mm, there there's not just one type of person in, when you're fighting a war on two sides, no. Yeah. And uh, this is going a little ahead, but speaking of Saw Gerrera, he, make, hmm. he makes two appearances in the show. 
the later one, he looks a lot like uh, uh, the version in Rogue One. And both yep. appearances, he is voiced by... Um, I, what's the... What's his name? Forrest Whitaker, as who does the live action. Okay. And in the second of the two appearances, he he has the lazy Forrest Whitaker eye. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, yeah. He also, you know, I mean, he's he's had there was a three four part series, um, in the Clone Wars where they had Saul Guerrero. I. I was not aware of that. Oh yeah, they had they had his whole planet. They had the the whole um, pretty much. You, you see you see parts of like uh, uh, later later in the series. I'm sure you you heard about his sister and things like that. So you, you see her. In, uh, in yeah, he uh, he made a brief uh, mention of his sister once in Rebels. Yeah. So you, you, that that stuff. A lot of these characters actually. That's one of the reprised roles. So. Okay. Yeah, it's really it's actually really nice that that kind of stuff happens because they continue to make impacts in this actually in the movies you know yeah some of them so now on to Agent Callus I like this character the, the biggest douche <laughs> no no I was for the first season for the first season yeah the first season he's, kinda, he's, he's kind of he's definitely he's definitely a big big egg a big a hole yeah but the yeah. assholes get even bigger. That they do. Yeah. <laughs> Voiced by David Olowo. I'm not even gonna attempt to say that. I'm not even gonna say that right. You you, you already you already tried. Yeah. That's, oh, that's oh yellow. Oh Olowo. That's that's as close as you're gonna get. <laughs> people. Yeah. Uh, so what what might we recognize him from? If uh, any of you saw uh, the Cloverfield Paradox, he played Keel. Gotcha. The only uh, uh, black person in the show, movie. There you go. There you go. Uh, he was the uh, bad agent in Jack Reacher. Oh, the first or the second one? Second one. Okay. Or no, first one. First okay. One. First one. That was a. Uh, I like that movie. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, he plays in Interstellar. He's the guy who gets left on the ship. Turns old. Goes crazy. I didn't realize that was him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was him. Uh, he's in, he's in a lot of movies. Oh dang, last uh, the last King of Scotland. Um, hey, he's he's, he's a he's a pretty movie. good actor. Dang, he's a pretty big actor. I didn't realize how many films this guy's in. Yeah, he's, yeah, he, yeah. I told he you he has like eight hundred things up there. Yeah, he he falls into the category. He's that guy from that thing for me. Yeah, he's one but, of those uh, people that you you've seen his face, but you don't know his name. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate for all, for definitely all the great films he's been in. He was sure. uh, in A Wrinkle in Time, which I heard is pretty terrible. Mm, I've I've heard mixed reviews, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, now, this guy's had a, a a great career. He doesn't need the voice acting gig, but no, hey, no, you he know, doesn't. more power to him. Another guy, the Inquisitor. <laughs> now I'm not exactly sure how this doesn't apply to the rule of two because I'm not I'm not all up to you on on how a, an inquisitor is not a Sith. I'm not sure, and I did not realize who it was. Uh, voiced by Jason Isaacs, who <laughs> yeah. I who I love. 
He's a great, yeah, Jason, great actor. Jason Isaac is is phenomenal. I love. <laughs> Another guy who's in pretty much almost everything. Yeah, the last thing I really wanted to to there was a uh, man with the there was a TV show that I was getting really into that got cut short that he was in um, Awake. That's the one where he goes or, between the two different. Yeah, whenever he goes to sleep, he wakes up in the other. Yeah, the I've other heard good things half. about that, but I've never got a chance to watch it. It was it was good, but it didn't it didn't last. So he has but, uh, played one of the biggest douchebags in uh, cinema history. <laughs> he was uh, the uh, main villain. I forgot the Colonel Tavington in uh, the Patriot with Mel Gibson. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, those guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. They made they made quite the he was quite a, the pair. He was a fucker. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> um, you know, he he plays in in all the Harry Potter movies as as um, uh, Douche's dad, Lucius Mr. Malfoy. Douche. Yeah, Douche's Malfoy's Douche's dad. <laughs> I thought Lucius was the dad and Draco was the son. Oh, well, I Douche's. Oh, Douche's. okay. Yeah, that works. He's a douche. He was also <laughs> one of the uh, scientists in Armageddon. Was he? Yeah. He was okay. the one in the briefing when he's like does the whole analogy with the oh, firecracker. Yeah, you're right. I was try I I I was like uh I, I instantly went to the the astronauts. Oh, I didn't oh. Think about yeah. the actual scientist. Um he's in Event Horizon. Uh he has a sh- Pretty short role on that one. He plays the doctor. Uh, that movie still creeps me out today. Yeah, that's but... a creepy movie, and I refuse to watch it ever again. <laughs> I've watched it several times. How, how fucked up am I? <laughs> Very apparently. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he is. He's he's been in um, Batman's the uh, the Red Hood. He's been in uh, the Last Airbender. Um. So his voice acting career isn't. I haven't really found um, uh, too too many of them, um, but it does seem that he has uh, had some. Yeah, he's he's been around in the voice acting a little bit. Yeah, maybe that's a new Avenger for him. I don't it's know. Possible, but uh, it's, it seems to work. He does have a great voice for it. So. Yeah, he does, and I didn't even realize that was him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, Jason Isaac, who knew? (laughs) So, yeah, that's, that's the, the main characters for, for season one, right? Yes. Uh, We can get into season, the later seasons when we get into them. But, um, yeah, let's just kind of, kind of scroll through, like, uh, I, I, I jotted down some plot points, uh, if you have any, any, any things as we go along here, as the, Main main state points that you want to bring up as far as uh, the seasons go. Right. We can. I I will say that there this season is a uh, pretty cameo heavy with uh yes people from uh, the main movies. Yes, but it, you know that that helps build the universe that it's in. It does. Right, like if these people weren't in there, you'd feel like it was a little disconnected, side story ish. But um, because they're in there, it brings it full, you know, it makes it feel like it's really a part of, of the series. It does, it, and it does it better, a better job than some other Star Wars ventures has. 
which I for sure. Yeah. And yeah, I can't really wait till we get into those in the later seasons because of some of the other, not cameos, but like full on characters in the series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some of those, <laughs> some of my favorite Star Wars characters. <laughs> Um, so episode one, you know, it starts out, uh, this, uh, corny little, little thing of Ezra is stealing what the rebels are stealing, <laughs> but he stole it first. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, it's his, <laughs> that's, that's how this works. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a, it's not who steals it first. It's who has it last. Uh, as as Kanan lets him know. Yep. Uh, Kanan, Kanan, you know, of course, he senses the force from Ezra. Um, so he he goes along with uh, playing a little dumb here, and lets lets Ezra steal a um, Jedi holocron and his lightsaber. He, yes, but he gets the lightsaber back. Yeah, yeah, he, and the holocron. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, he he lets him keep the holocron. Ah, oh, that's right. He does, but he does give him the lightsaber yeah. back. Yeah. So you know, this these are these are big milestones as far as like Ezra's development. You know, he he's able to actually he meditates for a little bit. He's actually just lost in thought. He's not trying to meditate. He doesn't understand what's going on. But um. Because they kind of inadvertently kidnap him and force him to go on a mission or two. <laughs> that they do. That they do. It's good times. Yep. You know, it's uh, it's it's pretty. It's it's actually pretty hysterical when you look at it like that. Jesus Christ! <laughs> okay, they didn't kidnap what the him. Fuck? They rescued him from the Imperials and then locked him in a closet. Right, right, right. You you rescue him and then you give him back to the Imperials and then you rescue him again. It's kind of like uh, they want to uh, get him with that Stockholm syndrome. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> that that's how the Jedi get you. They take you when you're a kid. Yes, yes. That's actually true according to canon. That is that actually is very canon that yep. they they take you as children. Well, you know, like so like the whole kid thing. If you want to uh, they get they get pretty in depth on on how some of that stuff works later in the series and if you go back and watch Clone Wars. I may which have I'm going to force you to do now. I'm, I may I think have you to need do that. to. <laughs> There's a whole couple of episodes about there's there's just one thing about the clone wars that really really bothers me oh yeah yeah do you want to tell us or you want to leave us in in the dark uh ahsoka really yeah not the character per se it's the idea that anakin had a padawan that really pisses me off oh well you know which Originally, he never did, and then Disney got him. Like, hey, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do all the things. Oh no, wait, wait. Right. Clone Wars was before Disney bought it, I think. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, it was. It was before Disney. Yeah, but this was this was part of the Lucasfilm stuff. Yeah. Then yeah, we don't talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they needed to have a lighthearted character for the series, and I think I actually I actually like her. So. Um, we will probably end up discussing her later on <laughs> we will have to yes uh, but uh yeah so uh that that first episode goes along the lines of uh just kind of ezra changing from self you know self person to uh, sacrificing kind of person like 
they go on a mission to save some Wookiees who are gonna, you know, basically be killed in the in the taken to the spice mines, mines so. of Kessel and smashed into who yes. knows what. Yeah. Yes. So they um this is this is all within the period of Ezra unlocking the Jedi holocron, um, uh, developing some force powers, uh, and uh, saving a, a child Wookiee. Yes, he did. He ran away from everyone yes. else to save uh, the little Wook. The little Wook. Yes. He, well, you know that kind of stuff hits home for him because that 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 little Wook is him, and his parents are. You know, like so, that that kind of stuff, little little, you know, you understand why he's doing what he's doing, but uh, yeah, so yeah, but uh, after that, you know, my my notes take like an eight episode gap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. A lot, lot of lot of shenanigans happen uh, ensue in between, but nothing like overselling to the story. More of the same kind of like. Do mission, be successful at mission, have character growth between like Zeb and and Ezra as they go find a fruit that doesn't exist on the planet, <laughs> which they ended up finding a whole crate of, right? Uh, but could only bring back one. Yeah, yeah, that was a whole. That was a good episode to get them to actually be civil with each other because the first couple episodes they just kind of hated each other. Yes. So it was it was a brother bonding episode, right? Yeah, yeah it was it was good. <laughs> yeah, so. messed with some Imperials. It's good times. Yeah, he he saved uh, another local whose farm was you know being taken over by the bad bad people of the Empire. Yes, it was someone he knew too, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone who recognized him earlier in the episode. I think his um, name was Joe. I don't know. Is it Joe Smith? I don't know. I I know he's <laughs> referenced several times later on in the series. Oh, is he? Dang, yeah. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I mean, so you have you have some pretty typical, atypical uh, episode stuff here. For they're not bad episodes to watch; they're enjoyable, all. But um, I don't know if you have any anything to remember out of those ones that were. You binged watched the whole series, man. Yeah. So uh, you did yeah. find out um, that there is a imperial mandated holiday called Empire Day. Oh yeah, which yes, is yes, yes. Uh, also Ezra's birthday, which I believe was the first ever. <laughs> so uh, he really hates that yes. day, and he hates everything for a while. And that that really comes about um, somewhere around. Episode thirteen. That's episode or seven. something like that. Is that episode seven? Yes. Okay. Because I know. Also, when you find out about that, you find that you find Zeb, uh, and they, uh, not Zeb. Oh man, I'm trying to remember the other the little alien dude who has all the knowledge of stuff. So that little... that trackles into episode eight. The little alien dude who has all the stuff. Yeah, he's got all the knowledge trapped up in the uh, capacitors about where where what's going on with uh, Ezra and his family. Oh 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 yeah, Sibo. Uh, Sibo. Sibo. Yeah, he's a Rodian, like Greedo. Yes. Yes, he is. I mean, he's green. 
Yes, he is. And they all look alike, so I don't know how anyone can tell. He was a different apart. shade of green. Ah. He was a much lighter green. He was, a, right. he, he was more of a yellowish. Neonish something. And it was, uh... Had information about Ezra's parents up there, and I think a TIE fighter? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, they had... They showed walkers, they showed different uh, Imperial ships, uh, all of next year's models, that kind of stuff coming yeah. out. Um, so, he had, he had a whole bunch of knowledge trapped up in It was there. like the E3 for uh, Imperial death machines. <laughs> right? Um, and so, basically, there was the Inquisitor showed up before this, you know, he showed up in... in, in prior episodes, but this is where the Inquisitor really, I think, had more of an impact on what was going on here. Um, so the, the, the Inquisitor tracks, shoots a tracker at them as they're jumping to hyperspace as he's in pursuit, trying to, you know, get back this, this Zeb. Not Zeb. Sibo? Damn it, you just said his name. Sibo. Sibo! Shit. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> but luckily, the uh, the tracker lands on the Phantom, which is the detachable part of the Ghost. Yes. Uh, so Kieran and Ezra lead lead the Inquisitor off on us on a wild goose chase because, as I said before, I don't know how the Inquisitor is not a Sith, but you know they use the Force, so they're Force sensitive. They can he, he, they would have been able to figure out that uh, the Force and the tracker weren't in line with each other and gone after. People versus the tracker, so. And it calls this one calls back to an earlier episode where uh, Hera and Sabine went to pick up uh, supplies, and yes. they're in an old rebel base that had the monsters from Pitch Black. <laughs> because they don't like the sun. They don't like the sun. They do not like the sun. That's okay, but uh, yeah, then they have to fight them off at night and yada 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 to the rescue. <laughs> yep. They they have their own little personal building episodes, that kind of stuff. Yeah. In that one, where you know, because uh, Sabine doesn't exactly like not knowing what's going on at all times. Yeah, she's uh being she very she like uh, intrusive to uh, yes. the secrecy of the uh, hidden agents. Fulcrum. Yes. Yes. You need to know what you need to know. She's like, I need to know more. <laughs> no, you don't. So, no, not really. Not not if you understood that there's a whole rebellion. Yeah, this isn't a situation we... where you're gonna you're yeah. gonna put stealth whatever on on troop transports and fly away from a ship and scare the for and trick the first order, but you're not fucking telling anyone. <laughs> it's not a situation like that where those people needed to know. Yeah, yeah, if you just, you just, just, yeah. That's insubordination altogether, so. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I have very strong feelings about that movie. I apologize. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of people do. It's okay. You're allowed, you're allowed those strong feelings. No, no problems here. Um, I have my own problems with the movie. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, like we were saying, they, they track... You know, they get the Inquisitor to come down to this planet with these monsters, and it's all part of, some of it's part of Ezra's training that he was trying to do earlier in the episode. Connect, you know, do some, some beast mastering. Yes. 
which is a lot of fun when you think about it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's actually not a, a typical trait between all Jedi. Um, Beast mastering, but they, they kind of, of the force it in there. Old expanded universe, which is now Legends. One of the, uh, I think it was one of the Solo. Yeah, it was uh, Jason Solo. He uh, had a connection okay. with uh, he could form connection with uh, animals. Right, but it's not it's not a it's not an atypical um, thing where all like Obi Wan Kenobi actually couldn't do it that well. Yeah, um, I think Kanan had issues with it. For a while, too. Yeah, possibly. Um, but for sure, uh, somehow Ezra, uh, once he gets past, once he breaks that, that barrier, which seems to be a common thread of, he can't do it, he can't do it, he breaks a barrier, it's not a problem. Yeah, and then he does it all the time. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Because mm-hmm. once you know how. Yeah, he got right? uh, incredibly close to falling to the dark side in that episode. Yes. You know, he actually he actually awakens a little bit of the uh, the dark side out of him, out of out of the uh, the whole fear aspect of of losing his mentor. Yeah. As as uh, Kanan was getting his ass kicked by the Inquisitor. Yep. As Ooh. what happened fairly often in uh, the first season, and then yeah, uh, you know yeah. Like, yeah, yeah yeah I mean that's that's just that well. You know, according, you know, in some of the later episodes, you find out that, uh, I mean, as always, Kanan himself doesn't believe himself to be an adequate master, to be honest, you know? Like, he doesn't think he should really be training Ezra, but he's doing it because there's no one else to do it for Yeah, and it's kind I don't know, I kind of got the feeling that he never, he, he never finished his training. Right, he didn't. So, he's learning as they learn together. And that's great, but it's uh, it puts a little too much buddy buddiness that I, you know, like there's there's a I see a lot of Anakin in that kind of a scene. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, this shit could go real dark. Yeah. And then some of the quick. shit as Ezra says later, you know, as far as like wanting to protect everyone. I see a lot. I see a lot of Anakin in the boy. Yeah. So. Well, they they kind of have a similar. Backstory: Young kid, lose your parents. Yeah. Get taken away. You get kidnapped. You know. <laughs> Be a slave. Yeah. Oh wait, no. <laughs> yeah, I have a temperamental droid. Right. 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 <laughs> Fucking chopper. So yeah, he he uh, <laughs> chopper's awesome. Uh, so he taps into a bit of the dark side and, and uh, makes a connection with this uh, larger monster, you know, instead of the smaller beasts that uh, that I actually figured were more dark side heavy anyways, just because of the whole uh, no sunlight lore yeah. that goes along with them. Uh, and he uses that monster to fight the Inquisitor, which overpowers the Inquisitor Pretty altogether easily. For, for a little bit, yeah. Um Enough for them to make their escape. Yeah, which is the important thing. Yes. Always escaping. But, um... So this leads into episode 9. The whole... Kanan has now... He, he he believes in himself. He's not done the right thing, actually. He's questioning his, his abilities. So he's thought that it is time for Ezra to seek out the Jedi Temple. Yes. One of the... I guess they're they explain it as they're not they're 
scattered throughout. Yeah, they're not the main Jedi Temple that was on Coruscant. They're like little ones right. for groups of Jedi that are on that those planets. They're, they're, they're like, they're, yeah, they're more the the agent the agent Jedi Temple. Yeah. Um, and as as he actually explains, um, he when he when he found out about that temple being on on actually the planet that they're already on, yeah. Lethal, uh, he's like, I didn't know this was gonna be your temple, you know. Um, so it seems like each student feels out their own temple. He could have been light years away from it. It sounds like. And it, I kind of have an impression that all the temples have their own thing, but it's never yes. really fully explored. Yes. You only you only explore what what uh, you feel you need to explore. Yes. So and uh, that's just how it goes, right? There's kind of a, a, a Sith thing with uh, this temple too, because you need the master and the apprentice. And with Sith, that... there's only there's <laughs> always two: a master and an right. apprentice. Right. So. Yes and no, right? Like that is. That is a point. That is is taken, but that was more along the lines of, um, I don't. It's not always necessary. It sounded like yeah at that temple, but it it was for Ezra. So, <laughs> um, interesting way. Uh, this temple is hidden. It uh, looks just like one of the big conical shaped rocks that are all over the planet Lothal. Except for the fact that there's like crop circle type designs around and you have to stand in a certain spot and it can only be yep. accessed by a master and an apprentice. <laughs> yes. And, you know, not every master and apprentice make it out alive. Yeah. So. But that's how, that's how the Jedi Order is. You know, not everything is always colored yeah, so uh, perfectly black and white. Very, very unexpected cameo in uh this episode. <laughs> yeah, the the Yoda cameo is that what you're getting at? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, his voice calls out to them to help help guide a little bit. Yeah, but Ezra had to make it and understand his fears. You know, this is the um, this is kind of like the whole Luke Skywalker and the and the walking through the. Um, marshes on on whatever planet. I ah oh, man, Dagobah. I feel like sh yes. Thank you. Well, yeah, it has like wow. I don't know if it's actually a dark side style cave like on Dagobah, or if the uh, temple is just showing him what he needs to see. I I think there's I think there's a bit of both, right? Like I think I don't think Dagobah really the dark. The, it, I think I, the temple is both light and dark, like. Like they semi-explain, and I know your not favorite movie. Um, you know, like where there is great light, there's also going to be great darkness. So it's up to you know, like that's Except also if you're how probably sun, then it's just all light, <laughs> and it's just all bright yeah. until you can't see anymore because you die. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, like that's that's how some of the the panelists might not have gotten out. You know, like absorbed by their own fears so yeah and he went on a uh, crazy uh multi-layer inception matrix style trip that he did that he did but it also led more to the beliefs that uh, there is much great there's great fear in that boy yes and we but, all know uh, as... fear leads to anger 
anger yes. leads to hate, and hate leads to suffering. Yes, and there's fear in everyone. They they love to explain that too, so that was okay. Uh, you know, and maybe getting some of that out of the way. Like they're not all Jedi are not all not fearing. Yeah, it's um, it's like Green Lantern. You have to have the ability to overcome great fear. Yes, the will. Yes. Yes. And uh, it uh, leads Ezra at the end of his quest to a uh, to a uh, I guess a quest reward crystal. item, yeah. and he gets his uh, <laughs> kyber crystal. Right, and then he he goes on the the adventure of creating his own lightsaber. Did, did they sh- did they add that in at the end of the last episode of, of that episode? They did not. No, but they should have. Uh, they did show him making it. I'm trying to remember if it was... I, don't, I think it was at the end of that episode the, where they were like, he's been in there for a month. Yeah, and it's like at the very end of the episode when they get back, they're talking about, oh yeah, I gave him these parts or these parts. And then yep. he comes out and yep. shows everyone, and it has... I couldn't remember if it was the end of that one or the beginning of the next. So. I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember either, but also it has a gun. Yes. Yeah, it has a... Uh, it's kind of shaped a little bit like an actual saber with the uh, the handguard in the front. And uh, it has a uh, stun blaster on it, which I think he took off of his little uh, slingshot wrist thing. Yep, yep. He put it together. I mean, it's a, it's a cool weapon. Like, uh, you know, you don't you don't see that every day. No, that was an uh, interesting or, or design. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, definitely... Interesting. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, and then then we go from there to more shenanigans. Lots uh, of shenanigans with uh, <laughs> Hera being Get traded the... into slavery by uh, none other than Lando Calrissian. <laughs> Who else could do that, right? <laughs> and as always, when uh, he makes appearance, voiced by Billy D. Williams. Right. Right. The the original Lando. The one and only. The one and only. Except Amen. maybe Donald Glover if he's any good in that movie. We'll see. Yeah, I'm, we'll see. I don't have high hopes, but I'm gonna see it. Oh, definitely. Who who could who could not who could stay away from that? But um, this Lando is a little different than your you know the Lando I remember, uh, in the, in the fact that uh, more and more of his deals just kind of go sideways. Well, that's well. The only deal correct. you ever saw was him with the Empire, and that went sideways real quick. True. So I guess that's a but, pattern. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely a more comical feel to it, you know, than than the Empire. Yeah. <laughs> so Still keeps getting worse all the time. Yeah. Prayer, don't alter the deal any further. I am altering the deal. Yeah. So he gets he gets in a bunch of trouble and causes more trouble for the crew and at the end of the day it's all happy um go lucky you know they get the droid back and 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 whatnot so but Lando Lando episode's pretty nice yes. uh, and then yeah we move on to um the next big cameo which actually takes up the from here to the end of the season uh Grandma Tarkin is involved yes. Uh, and he makes regular appearances throughout the rest of the, the uh, show, too. Yeah. So he is a um, he is a real badass. He is a evil motherfucker. Yes, he is. 
um, you know, at, at, as he knows, the Jedi would never go far enough, and he made that comment many times in in Clone Wars as how he despised the Jedi because they would, you know, they, they they could never seal the deal. They're terrible at, at war. Yeah. He he always knows better in war. So, as as you know, he is the asshole who you know uses the Death Star on a regular basis. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, took credit from uh, someone else for it. Yep. Uh, but uh, he comes up with the master plan uh, after after the group, uh, you know, have have decided they're gonna send their. Oh wait, no. So before this, there's the uh, the. In many of the episodes, you hear this broadcast being broadcast. Uh, you know, pirated broadcast going out there uh, for for rebel cells uh, by by this guy. Uh... And in in the previous episode, they had find out that he is actually. Uh, working for the enemy, and really what he's doing yeah, is he's uh, calling these meetings together it's, uh, and uh, disgrace Senator Gal Travis. Yeah, voiced by none other than Star Trek's Brent Spiner, who plays Lieutenant Commander Data. Damn. Yep. <laughs> so. So this guy, this guy is a real piece of work. Yeah, <laughs> douchebag. Right. Uh, he's getting basically they don't they don't capture people right then but they they what he does when he calls a meeting all your rebel sympathizers come out and basically they get tagged or you know spotted they get uh, identified as sympathizers so therefore they're watched the rest of their lives from the empire and uh, if he knows there's a rebel cell on whatever planet he's going to visit he'll make mm. specific. Uh, he'll talk about specific locations and times during his speech as a code for the rebel cell to meet him there. And yep. uh, they will be identified, tracked, and then later disposed of. If they are said actual rebels, he says. Yes. If they're, you know, they'll, they'll be tracked and whatnot, and the accidents happen to the, the rather um, malicious ones. Yes. So... Uh, you know, so that that happens, and then, you know, they're they're labeled so, they're labeled as as the villains, um, so they decide they're gonna make their own broadcast, and the way they do that is from one of the empire's own spires, communications spires. Yeah. So, it's like a big There's... Rogue One style uh, communications dish. Hell yeah. Um. And that broadcast worldwide, and it goes out into space too. But um, but uh, uh, if I remember correctly, the Empire blows it up and blames it on them. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, so all the inconvenience that that world sees is based on yeah. That's that's fine. Whatever rebels can take it. And also, uh, <laughs> weren't they rescuing Kanan at the same time? So this has not happened yet. Oh, okay. Um. This this they they go to do this broadcast and that's when uh, Grandma talking actually sets a trap. Yes. And it's a trap, and that's where he captures Kanan. So that's how Kanan gets captured. Which happens pretty often. Well, you know, I mean, like in the series, not so much. He might be. Or one of them gets captured. This this season season not series my yeah. bad season. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so. And then you know the next following episodes are basically build up missions to save Kanan. So yes, yeah, and uh, 
get intel, that kind of stuff. A very, a, another very important piece of info is um, uh, Ezra lets the uh, man, who's the the sleazeball information dealer they're dealing with on that planet. Listall, I, I I forget. Um, Zago, but yes. So he makes a deal with this guy about in order to get the information he needs to find out where Kanan actually is being held. And that deal is, you know, like, this is actually kind of a, uh, he says, it, you have to be able to do anything for me. And, uh, uh, you know, he let sleep slip to him that, that Kanan was a Jedi. Yeah. Um, Much so now, to uh, now he and... Sabine and Zeb's annoyance. Right. I mean, that's Kanan's secret, right? Yeah. So. But, you know, the more people who know about it, the more hope there could be. Yeah. <laughs> because people do still love Jedi. Yes. The Jedi. The Jedi. Uh, so, yeah. He offers he offers up a deal that he'll owe him a favor. You know, any favor. Which uh, does come into play later on in the series. Yep. But, uh, you know, it's, a, it's always a bad deal. <laughs> always. Always. So. Yes. So yeah, there's the uh, in, incredibly uh, impressive fight between uh, the Inquisitor and Kanan uh, that comes up in this uh, in these episodes. That's uh, uh, it's it's one of my favorite lightsaber fights. Uh, that was it was a really good fight. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> what Kanan does to the Inquisitor's lightsaber was amazing. Yes, yes. So, so for those of you who haven't seen the show or don't know, the Inquisitors have a very, very unique lightsaber. Um, <laughs> How very um, General... Oh, man, what the hell? General Grievous? <laughs> yes, Grievous of them. Yeah, it's, uh, you have, you have your handle, but there's, like, the, the guard over it that splits open, and it's double-bladed. And Darth the Maul? emitters can go around the uh, around the uh, the the circle that the guard makes, which is weird, and it spins around like a helicopter. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really cool. I I kind of want one, but it's incredibly impractical and dangerous. Well, you know. But it is used to some really cool effects in uh, later seasons yeah. by uh, other people. The other inquisitors. Yes. Yes. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, they're in this fight. Uh, Ezra gets in on the fight. Um, actually, Kanan borrows Ezra's lightsaber and uses it in ways that Ezra has never thought to use it with the whole shooting mechanic comboed yeah. with some of the sword fighting and some of the blocking. You know, like, it's 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 smart. The way he uses it so much smarter than Ezra has ever used it. Um, so, that's nice. Which was funny because when uh, Ezra first made his lightsaber... Kanan was like, hey, mine doesn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, this is very unique, very you. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... But Ezra... Takes... Yeah, but Kanan's been shooting a blaster for how many years now? Yeah. So he, he knows how to do it. Yeah. But it's awesome because Kanan takes both lightsabers and sticks it between the guard of the Inquisitors and, and turns the lightsabers and pretty much cuts the emitters off. Yes. And makes it useless. It was amazing. 
Very good scene. Yeah, and then one of one of the the funner like not funner but one of the more like goosebump moments of that of that fight scene is so Ezra gets knocked off to the side. He Cannon pretty much thinks he's gone, you know, uh, from from what you see there, and um, he you know the Inquisitor's like you've got you've got nothing left to die for now. He's like, you, you're wrong. I've got nothing left to hold me back. I, yeah. And that Such was, a good fight. That was so good. I, I, There are some pretty good lightsaber battles in this. Oh, yes. The, the, the animated series are always fun for the, uh, the lightsaber battles. Um, Without giving anything away, there's one in season four, I believe it is, that is just about two seconds long. It's three moves, and it was completely amazing. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you've got you haven't gotten there. No, yet, so. I I must not have. Uh, season it's in like season se- four. I it's think... season four. It's in like episode eight, nine, or ten. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've, I know it when you see it. I've tried keeping up with season four. I'm not doing a very good job of it, but. Uh... Season four is good. There's some some weird things in it, though. All the seasons are good. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, this this uh, you know the fight culminates with with the the victory and uh, uh, the Inquisitor saying there's something worse than death as he drops as he lets go and falls to his death. Yeah, he yeah he pretty much lets himself die. Yeah. Which is you know. Maybe there are reasons behind that. Maybe you'll see those in, in later seasons. <laughs> maybe, maybe but, not. Uh, as everyone's trying to, you know, now escape from this this ship, uh, either there's the the goosebump moments for me is when like the whole rebel forces come to save the day. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, like we're wrapping up the episode here, so there's uh, uh, right after that. Next thing you know, they're like, who was flying the ghost? That swooped in to save the save their asses. Uh, it turns out that it was Fulcrum. Yeah. And it turns out that Fulcrum is Ahsoka Tano, the adult version of Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. Who claims to no longer be a Jedi? Well, you know she she isn't. Yeah. She left the order, so therefore she can't be a Jedi. And uh, we failed to mention earlier that. Uh, Fulcrum was the uh, code name of the agent that Sabine was trying to pry all the knowledge out of. <laughs> yeah, she was trying to find out who who the existence who was Fulcrum, that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, you know, we we also left out uh, Senator or- or- Ortega. You know, was also giving information. He makes his cameo early in the season, uh, and then you mean Organa? 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 Yeah, Organa. Organa. Uh, he he's in the second or third episode with R two D two and C three PO. Yes, where he had R two D two actually filming, recording everything that went on in the ship. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, he knows where the Jedi are. But yeah, uh, yeah, you know. Um, so so Fulcrum is kind of Fulcrum plays the the pinnacle point of giving this rebel group their information, uh, is practically like their director. You know, yeah. yeah. So that's that's pretty neat. Um, she told actually yeah. advised them not to go save Kanan though. What a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She says Ezra is more important. I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. Uh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Ezra is pretty important. Well, you know, he's just... He's... For reasons I can't mention yet. Right, all right. <laughs> but to her... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he has oh. he has the speech, he was the voice then, and I think that was why, at that time, I was thinking, oh, he is kind of important, but... Yeah. Of the um, seasons I've watched, mm, he's not really that important so far. There were two cameos in the first episode that we for- failed to mention. Um, you had the Emperor and Darth Vader. Now, that was, they were in the first two episodes? It was the first or second episode that made a really brief appearance. Okay. Um, Vader is voiced by James Earl Jones, yep. which was awesome. Um, kind of didn't sound... It almost sounded like an imposter at first because he's gotten older. Right. He doesn't sound the same. And uh, the Emperor was uh, voiced by the uh, actor Ian McDermott, who uh, was Palpatine in the original trilogy and Senator Palpatine in uh, the prequels. Right, but he has later then uh, changed over. He's not that he's not that voice actor anymore in the future. Um, he is <sighs> replaced by oh, what's his no, name? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's him in uh, subsequent seasons. No, it's um. Did you ever play uh, the uh, the Star Wars video game uh, Force Unleashed? Yes. All right, you know who that actor is. No. No, I don't either. Scott something, right? No, hold on. But that's uh, that's actually who force. who ends up taking over the casting role, the cast role for the emperor if it is, if he isn't already that in that uh, the first episode. But Oh, Sam Sam uh Whitler. Whitler. Uh Whitler? Whitler. I don't know. Sam IMDb is failing me. At the moment, yes, he he played in um, Smallsville. He played Brainiac. Then um, he was in the TV show uh, Being Human. Uh, he played. I'm pretty sure he played Palpatine in the Star Wars Clone Wars series too. So I think I think it actually is him the entire time. But um, um no, I know in the f- he is in the last episode. Of the show in season four, okay. and I know it's the actual actor that voices him, and he's listed on IMDb. Uh, let me well, let me check that. Well, IMDb so Sam, 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 Sam's listed for several episodes. Oh, okay, yeah, he's just listed. Oh, I guess I was wrong about the first one. He's just listed in uh, season four gotcha. as playing him. So he did the send off, I guess. <laughs> My bad. It's all good, man. No, I mean like that guy is, yeah. Yeah. Um, if you haven't played the uh, the Porsche Unleashed, it's uh, you know the first the first one is now back and pat and 4K resolution on on Xbox One X. Woo! Hooray! <laughs> Hooray! I mean, it was a good game. So that's that's all I got to say about that. Um, but yeah, so Darth Darth Vader makes his his appearance again. Um, in the final episode, to let you know that he is going to be the mainstay uh, antagonist for the coming season. Um, he is there to correct the wrongs, and 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 you know that the Inquisitor could not you know do so. Yeah. And I remember that being a very good season, so I'm actually going to be in, I'm 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 interested to go back and rewatch. 
Yeah, I'm going to have to rewatch that too so I can actually remember what's going on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, you know, that that's all the, the Star Wars factoids I have for Star Wars Rebels. I really enjoy the show, as I've said many times. Um, it's one of my more favorite uh, Star Wars off-brand series. Like, I like it more than Clone Wars. Um, yeah, so... I'm I'm interested in you know to continue to do uh, a few more episodes on the seasons. <laughs> yeah, the there's so many things in in this that I was hoping I could talk about, but uh, season, you were like, season, yeah, we're just cap. yeah we're just gonna do uh, just season one. I was like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean to just to just give it the brand scope of hey, let's talk about rebels. Woods was too wide a net. And there's too much that goes on in actually each each episode. We could actually talk about each episode and break that down, but to break it down per season, I think is a little easier for us. Yeah, I mean, if we're gonna do episodes, we couldn't do and couldn't do all of them because some of them are kind of just filler. Right. Right. Uh, we we hit on the on the good ones here, but it yeah. also does leave us at a a, 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 a scrap for like in depth you know look at what's going on with the characters, but. Uh, you know, yeah, and uh, the evolution over a season uh, is still pretty good. One of my very favorite characters makes makes a couple appearances in season two, and I'm so excited to talk about it. <laughs> All right, cool, man. Well, you can tell us what character it is. Uh, it's kind of a spoiler. Oh well, you know, shit. We'll, we'll talk about it in season two, but you know, I mean, yeah, I, yeah we'll tease them for season two. Why not? Uh. He is a uh, Sith <laughs> who was uh, thought to be dead. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of my favorite Star Wars characters as well. Seriously underused, yes. in my opinion. Yes. But they did bring back the double lights, the double-edged lightsaber without him. Yeah, they did. Damn. And you just basically gave it away. Damn, Good job. Damn Inquisitors. Yep. I didn't say his name. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> of course you don't. <laughs> no, it's it's actually it's it's really good. Um, yeah, yeah. And there's actually a lot more about him and the rule of two in the yeah. Clone War series. In the last season okay. of the Clone War series, if you're really interested, that's that's actually one of my more favorite arcs in that series. There's. Two different Clone Wars series, and one of which is not canon. Right. This is the the 3D animation one. This is just like Rebels, so this is still still canon info. This was one that had the uh, movie. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I may give that. That Ahsoka Tano is in and all, all that good stuff. Yeah. Nips. Right, which I don't understand that nickname. I really don't, but whatever. I, who the fuck knows? Yep. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, let's. Uh, yeah. Any any final thoughts on on Rebels from your end? Um. If you haven't seen it, I I I, I recommend giving. Giving it a few episodes just yep. to uh, see if you like it. I went in not expecting to like it, and uh, I was pretty much hooked in the first couple minutes of the first episode. 
I've I've heard a couple of people who liked Clone Wars that they didn't like this series, and I'm like, how? How did you not like it? Like it is, it's good. You gotta yeah, just give it more time. I get that it's not characters you're not familiar with, but no, it'll get no, there. It'll get there. It's ninety nine point nine percent new characters. Yeah, which I love. Um, there's actually a Lego animated series which I want to get into, uh, where they basically play a um, uh, scrounge crew, like um, scavengers. They, they they go into the battlefields and they they pick up scal you know salvage. Um, ah, that sounds fun. Right. So I want I want to get into that. I forget what it's called, but I'm gonna I'll have to, I'll come up with a title. I'll get back to you guys on that. Um, but uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, first season of this guy is only 15 episodes. Uh, I think I think 15 is the max for most seasons on this series. Uh, no. No? Season um, 2 is much longer? Seasons 1 and 4 are 15 episodes, and uh, 2 and 3 are both 20. Ooh, okay. Alright, but still, not not super long, but uh, that's, a, that's a pretty good length. That's... Um, I only know this because I bought all except season four on Amazon. <laughs> there you go, man. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Well, when season four becomes actually available on there, I'm sure you will. Uh, I was, but uh, I was like, I spent a lot of money on this already. <laughs> I'm just good to uh, you need to complete watch series. season four in another. Well, I'm gonna well, <laughs> eventually. I'm gonna complete it. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, we all will complete the series. Um, yes. So yeah, I I really enjoyed it. You really enjoyed it. It's got our our BVG seal of approval. You guys should watch it if you're Star Wars fans. I think it's enjoyable. If you're not Star Wars fans, uh, there's a reason why you aren't Star Wars fans. So I don't think you'll really enjoy it, but. You know how that goes, right? Yeah, yeah. So not everyone's gonna like everything, and that's okay. Yeah, but apparently you have to like everything, or else you're not a, new, a true Star Wars fan. <laughs> you have to like all so, Star Wars to be a true Star Wars fan, except so La Last Jedi. No, no, even then. Oh, yeah. oh. So apparently, oh. even though I have a fucking obscure Star Wars tattoo. I'm not a true fan. You're 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 rooting for that Mandalorian extended universe. I understand. I really am. I was so hoping for the Boba Fett series yeah. that had been teased. Give it time. Oh. Give it time. I'm sure they'll come up with it. They're hopefully they don't mess it up. And even if they don't do like Boba Fett series, you know they could still do a Mandalorian series. And that universe well, around the Mandalorians is so like interesting. Uh, because of the different factions that go along with it, yeah, and how like and Death how Watch. the whole universe and that they're doing works, it's it's pretty it's pretty spectacular. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, so give it time. And the clones are basically Mandalorians because they're all Jango Fett. Basically, but the clones are aren't existent anymore. Yeah. Well, well I'm just saying. Well, yeah, the stormtroopers are just regular people now. Yeah, conscribed, enlisted yeah. individuals, volunteered, or as the Jedi taken from their homes. Right. Well, yeah, that's that's definitely how the first order was built. But uh, yeah, that's not how the whole the whole system was built. So yeah, but uh, yeah. So 
with that, you know, it's it's unfortunately that time for us to go ahead and say goodbye to y'all and uh, wrap up the show. So, Matt, why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners where they can find and follow you at and where you want you them can, to, to, to stalk you at. You can stalk me on Instagram at Twitter at the GD Batmat. Instagram at Twitter. <laughs> Instagram and Twitter. Oh, okay. <laughs> at, at the GD Batmat. GD Batmat. The goddamn Batman. Yes. And uh, you can find me on uh, the Xbox at a uh, shiny three five seven. Yes, you got to keep that three five seven alive, Spartan. Yep. Yeah, uh, you guys can find me on Xbox. Uh, I am Big Thumpin' One Hundred One. It's the same place on my socials for Twitter and Twitch. And then I've gotten, I just started doing some stuff for YouTube where I'm pushing the stuff from Mixer. Because it doesn't save forever onto onto YouTube, so that's that's one of my gripes, man. I have Twitch. Twitch will save that shit forever, but Mixer will that's not. That's a blessing and a curse. I know, right? It's out there forever. Everything I've ever said, even the incredibly it's, stupid, it's exists. out there in the ether forever. Yes. Oh well. <laughs> Shit happens. I mean, I'm sure I'll regret some of it someday. But that day is not today, <laughs> No <hopefully>. regrets. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and then this show, you guys can find on Twitter, at Big Vision Gaming. You can find the Facebook page, at Big Vision Gaming, as well. And then, you know, stop by the BigVisionGaming.com to check it out. You know, maybe there's something on there you like. Uh, yeah, but uh, Facebook is a great place to get on there, view when we post the latest, and Twitter, you know, we post, it all just gets pushed, we hit push, it goes boom, out there to the internet, you find it on Twitter, it's a force and, push, and Facebook, and, and and then, you know, these these places, you know, they, they come on every, every time we release an episode, and they're very nice, yeah. and uh, they have the quick link to the website, so you can download stuff. Or maybe you're using that iTunes and Google Play. So, you know, <laughs> or other podcast subscribed apps. Apps. Yes. Yes. Apps. Mm-hmm. But uh, as always, you know, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week with another exciting episode. 